I just uh, want to thank Pastor for giving me an opportunity uh, tonight uh, to speak to, to our church. And uh, just a blessing to be back and uh, just to see the numbers, as he mentioned. Uh, just so many faithful folks. Uh, just seeing all these, these chairs filled up is just an encouragement. And uh, just thank you for being faithful there. Uh, but I also want to take this uh, opportunity to thank those that uh, come to the print shop. Uh, those that are uh, just faithful, the owls and, and all the others that come during print nights and, and uh, just the regular collating and all those things. Uh, we can't do it without you. Uh, we, we need you, and we thank you for your faithfulness. We thank you. Uh, some folks uh, support financially as well. Uh, we thank you for that. Prayers, uh, just everything that you do uh, for the print shop uh, is really is appreciated. And, uh, you know, looking back to when this first started, um, you know, 25 plus years ago, uh, just the faithfulness that was that was there to, to help grow uh, what, what we have there at the print shop right now. Uh, it, it wouldn't be there without the faithfulness of the people. Uh, so I just want to thank you for, uh, for that, for your faithfulness there. So uh, also I want to say thanks for the folks that uh, came out to help with the container. Uh, the container was loaded on Thursday. Uh, praise the Lord for good weather. We had uh, just a really good sunshiny day and, and uh, the temperature was great. So as we're slinging over 675 boxes into the container uh, there, uh, the Lord blessed, kept it safe. We got it done within two hours and that container uh, actually arrived. Uh, not like Operation Pew Swap where we thought the, the, the container was going to come and go down to Mexico, but it never showed up. Uh, so really sorry about that there, but um, but uh, container is on its way to the Philippines. Praise the Lord! Uh, so thank those that came out to, to help us uh, with that there. But uh, since we're getting close to anniversary days and. Uh and uh, we'll be uh, praying about uh, what um, commitment that y'all are going to make towards missions, missions giving, and those kinds of things. I want to talk a little bit about missions tonight. Uh, so uh, just bear with me on that. Uh, I trust you've been praying over what the Lord would have you do in the area of missions. And uh, But if you've not started praying yet, I trust this message will at least uh, be an encouragement to you, a challenge to you uh, as we get closer to making those decisions and what the Lord would have you to do uh, in the area of supporting missions. So as you know, uh, missions is the heartbeat of any church. Uh, missions is just the, the cornerstone, really, uh, of, of what we're doing. I mean, if you look on the back wall, we have lots of missionaries out there that we support. Uh, and it's important that we support uh, missions. I want to read a quote that I found along some of my travels. I didn't make this up. I don't know who to attribute it to, but I think it's pretty interesting. That's uh, uh, regarding like missions conferences and those things. So it says, a missions conference is the most important business meeting your church will have this year. Uh, there's only one item of business on the agenda, the fate of the unsaved. Each of you will have a chance to vote. By your giving, you will vote for them to hear the gospel so they can get saved. Or by your failing to give, you will vote for them to go to hell without ever hearing the gospel. But every member must vote one way or another. I thought that was pretty, uh, pretty sobering comments there. Uh, you know, we do need to support missions, just like we sang, so that was sung tonight. You know, we'd rather have Jesus. We know many of us here uh, know Christ. And if anyone here doesn't know Christ, I pray that tonight before you leave, you get that settled. Uh, but, but we sing uh, about Jesus. We know Jesus. We walk with Jesus. We love Jesus. We fellowship with Jesus. But what about those that don't know? Uh, those on the mission field, those in Mexico, those in the Philippines. So we have that desire. We have that drive. We have that love for Christ. But what about getting that to those that don't know? And that's the spirit of missions. That's what we need to do. We should never give reluctantly or simply because the preacher tells us to. Uh, you know, uh, we do need to give. We need, do need to follow our, our pastor. But we do need to have that passion, that drive, uh, that desire to want to give as well. You know, it's said that there's three main books that are important to any church. Uh, the first book is obviously the Bible. Uh, the second book is the hymn book. And the third book is 
the checkbook <laughs> or the pocketbook, right? Just want to see if you guys were paying attention here. So it's important that we give, right? We have to give to missions. We have to give. We have all these nice chairs. We have all this equipment. It doesn't just show up, right? Uh, we have to be faithful to give in those areas where we're called to give. Tithes, offerings, missions, all those kinds of things. Very important that we do that. So God blesses when we give to missions because giving to missions is giving to God, giving to his work uh, here and around the world. Uh, so we need to be faithful uh, to doing that. You know, God not only blesses us when we give, but he also blesses others through us. Uh, you know, he wants to use us in many different ways to reach those uh, that, that can't be reached, you know, from me or from you. You go to places I don't go to. I go to places you don't go to. Uh, but our giving, when we give to missions, that goes into the, the big uh, the missions budget or whatever it is to support missionaries all around the world. Uh, so little is much when God is in it. Amen. And we need to just do our part uh, in being faithful to what God calls us to do. So tonight I want to challenge you to be faithful uh, to what the Lord might be calling you in this area of missions. Uh, some people may call it grace giving or, or faith promise or missions, whatever you want to call it. I'm used to calling it faith promise, so I may make reference to that along the way here. Uh, but um, uh, the message tonight, you know, I know we, a lot of you are in here just kind of maybe ate a big meal, maybe just had some coffee, maybe a piece of cake, some cookies. You're kind of on that sugar high um, so you're going to hit a sugar low here pretty soon. Uh, so before you do that, I just want you to remember one thing, and it's the title of my message tonight. It's called Be Faithful to Your Promise. Uh, be faithful to what you promise to give God. So be faithful to your promise. Amen. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Lord God, we do thank you for the opportunity to give to you. Uh, Lord, the opportunity to be here. Lord, the opportunity to get to know you. Uh, Lord, there's so many people around the world that, that do not know uh, Lord, it's up to us to do our part in whatever small or large way that you call us to, uh, to get your word out there, to send the gospel around the world, to, to preach, to be a testimony, to be a witness, whatever it is. Uh, Lord, uh, I just pray that you'd speak to hearts today. Lord, that you'd have your will and way, that you'd be glorified and honored through what's said and done here tonight. I ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So I want to look at two examples of those who gave by faith and see how the Lord blessed uh, through their faithfulness. And we'll start off in 1 Samuel. Turn to 1 Samuel there if you found your place there. Uh, as you find your places there, many of you know that the story is of Hannah and how she prayed uh, for a child. Uh, but there's all, this is also a picture of how God blesses when someone is completely yielded and faithful to him. And that's what I want to key in on here as we, uh, as we pick it up here in 1 Samuel uh, chapter 1, verses 3, or 3 through 10. It says this, And this man, talking about uh, Hannah's husband, Elkanah, And this man went up out of his city yearly to worship and to sacrifice unto the Lord of hosts in Shiloh. Uh, and the two sons of Eli, Hophni, uh, Hophni and Phinehas, uh, the priests of the Lord, were there. Uh, and when the time was that Elkanah offered, uh, he gave to Paniah, his wife, and all of her sons and her daughters portions. But unto Hannah he gave a worthy portion, so he gave her more, uh, for he loved Hannah. Uh, but the Lord had shut up her womb, and her adversary also provoked her provoked her sore for to make her fret because the Lord had shut up her womb. And as he did so year by year, when she went up to the house of the Lord, uh, so she provoked her. Therefore she wept and did not eat. Uh, then said Elkanah, her husband to her, Hannah, why weepest thou? And why eatest thou not? And why is thy heart grieved? Am not I better uh, to thee than ten sons? So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. And now Eli, the priest, sat upon a seat and a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. 
So in these verses here, we see Hannah, uh, she was uh, troubled in her spirit. Uh, She was troubled uh, in her soul there, not because uh, others were making fun of her, but really it's because that she desired to give something to the Lord, Uh, but it was something that she did not have, something she did not have. And that's why she was so troubled. You know, when it comes to missions and giving to God, uh, we too need to be troubled uh, in our soul. We need to be stirred in our soul, don't we, Uh, about missions, about uh, the burden of seeing the lost uh, come to know Christ as their Savior. There's many that do not know Christ. Many are slipping off into eternity, and and we need to do something about that. Uh, We have opportunity to do something about that, but we need to be motivated uh, to be able to to do what God's calling us to do. Because it's not until our spirit is stirred over missions or stirred over seeing souls uh, here in Rapid City or uh, in Mexico or in the Philippines or remote villages. It's not until we have a picture of them, we see them slipping off into eternity, uh, that that our souls are stirred, that we need to do more and that we're prompted to take action be motivated. Uh, so, you know, let me ask you, have you been stirred in your soul? Uh, maybe uh, throughout the end of this year here, you're, you're praying about missions and, and what the Lord would have you to do in the area of missions. Is he stirring your soul in some way to maybe do a little bit more, give a little bit more uh, in the area of missions? That's kind of what we're talking about here with Hannah. Uh, being faithful to your promise not only requires us to be stirred, to be moved, to be driven to want to do something. Uh, so it not only requires us to be stirred there, uh, but it also requires us to be sincere. Uh, you know, we can be moved, we can be sincere, or, or we can be stirred in some way. Maybe you see a missionary presentation on the field somewhere about something, and that kind of stirs you up a little bit about missions. Uh, but we need to be sincere. There's the next step there, being sincere about missions, okay? You've got to take that next step. Uh, are we actually going to do uh, those things? So we see uh, the sincerity in Hannah here in her heart in verse 10 when she cried out to the Lord. And it says that she's in bitterness of soul and she wept sore. Uh, bitterness of soul doesn't mean that she was bitter or angry at God here. Uh, bitterness of soul means that she was discontent. Uh, she had a heavy heart. Uh, she was sad in there, deeply grieved, if you will. Uh, She really wanted to be a blessing. She really wanted to contribute, uh, but she didn't have the means to give. She didn't have what she wanted uh, to to give uh, unto the Lord there. Others were making fun of her, and she just couldn't take it anymore, so she cries out to God. Uh, Let's take a look here in verse 11. Verse 11 says this, And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou will indeed look on the affliction of thine handmaid and remember me, and not forget thine handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, and then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor uh, come upon his head. So her sincere vow was not to her husband. We see her sincere vow was not to her pastor or not to her neighbor or not to her friend, right? Uh, her sincere vow was to the Lord. And that's what we need to do. It's between us and God when we vow a vow. Uh, this was something special between her and God, something that she brought directly to the Lord. And it's a picture of how we need to approach our missions giving. When we give to missions, when we desire to give to missions, it's between us and the Lord. Uh, what does the Lord have for me to give to him? What can I provide that, that he's prompting my heart to give? What is it? And that's what we need to seek God in prayer over that. Uh, Hannah basically said, you know, I know I don't have a a child yet, Lord, to give you, uh, but if you bless me with this child, I promise that I'll give him back to you. Uh, That was kind of my paraphrase there, but, uh, you know, she she was just desiring to want to do, to to give to the Lord so she can uh, uh, just do her part there. You know, just kind of a side note here, if we vow a vow uh, to the Lord, we need to uh, be faithful to repay that vow uh, to God. Ecclesiastes 5, 4, 5 says this, When thou vowest a vow unto God, defer not to pay it, for he hath no pleasure in fools. 
pay that which thou hast vowed. Uh, better is it that uh, thou shouldest not vow than thou shouldest uh, vow and not pay. I remember being uh, deployed to Iraq a number of years ago. And uh, for any folks that have been deployed, um, you know, sometimes you take incoming rounds to certain places and they have certain places to go, shelters and things when those um, uh, incoming rounds start happening. Uh, so I was in one of those bunkers one night and, um, the, you know, things are kind of going off around you. And, and I remember vowing a vow to the Lord. I said, Lord, if you get me out of here, if you get me home safely, uh, I promise that when I get out of the military, I'll serve you full time. Uh, now, you know, sure, make no mistake. I was, I was scared. Uh, you know, I was certainly uh, nervous and all those kinds of things, uh, but my vow was sincere. It was a sincere vow. And that's what I'm talking about. You know, we can be stirred sometimes uh, to action, uh, but are we really sincere? Do we mean what we say? And I meant what I said to the Lord. I said, Lord, get me out of here. Get me home. I'll serve you full time. And, and he did his part. He got me home safely. Uh, and I did my part. And the day after I retired, went right into full-time ministry. Praise the Lord. Uh, so, you know, we need to keep our promises. We need to, if we vow, vow, uh, we need to uh, defer not to pay it. That's my point there. As we consider what the Lord is having you to do this year for missions, determine ahead of time and be faithful to your promise. Uh, Hannah kept her vow uh, to the Lord as well. And in fact, she gave more than what she promised God. And we'll see that in a minute here. Uh, but many folks shy away from supporting missions or faith promise because uh, maybe they don't want to commit something uh, that they don't even have. You know, if I had $1,000 in my pocket uh, and someone asked me for a dollar or $10, it'd be pretty easy for me to give, wouldn't it? Uh, if I had that money already available and, uh, you know, unless, uh, unless I'm cheap, uh, which I am pretty cheap, so I probably wouldn't give it right, right quick like that. But, uh, you know, but it's easier if we have something, right? Uh, then we can just give it. Uh, but it's when we don't have, and that's the difference. That's where the faith part uh, comes in, when we, when we don't have. Uh, we still desire to meet a need. We want to give, uh, but that'll take faith to get us there. And that's the kind of faith that Hannah had, and that's uh, what we need to have as well. Uh, Hebrews 11.6 says, but without what? Without faith, right? It's impossible to please him. And for he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of them that diligent, who diligently seek him. So Hannah lived by faith, and she approached God with a sincere uh, prayer and vow of faith, as we just read there in verse 11. Um, you know, maybe the Lord is speaking to you in some way. Maybe he's stirring you up uh, about what to do, uh, where to provide some resources. Maybe you can pray uh, a little bit more for your missionaries or, you know, whatever it is that, uh, that the Lord's stirring uh, up inside of you to do. Uh, but we need to be faithful to our promise. Being faithful to your promise uh, also means uh, being serious about your commitment. So there's a stirring there. We're stirred. Uh, and then there's a sincerity there. Uh, but then there's a seriousness that's putting uh, feet to your faith, right? Uh, so that's kind of the next part there. Look with me in First Samuel uh, chapter 1 and verse 20. It's down to verse 20. It says, Wherefore it came to pass when the time was come about uh, after Hannah had conceived that she bare a son and called his name Samuel, saying, Because I have asked him of the Lord. So God gave Hannah a son because uh, he saw that her heart was stirred. Uh, and then uh, he also saw that her heart was sincere. But he also saw that her heart was serious about keeping her commitment. 
After the Lord blessed Hannah with a child, she could have reasoned and rationalized away, well, okay, I finally got what I wanted. I don't really need to give them to the temple. I don't really need to bring them there. I'll just kind of keep them at home here and homeschool them for a while and, uh, you know, those kinds of things, you know, right? If we start getting into that mindset, maybe, well, thank you, Lord, for the job. Now I can start paying my bills and, you know, doing those things. I don't really need to tithe or give to missions right now. Maybe I'll do that next year. You know, if we fall into that trap, that's not what we, that's not where the Lord wants us to be, Right? Uh, we need to be faithful to what we're, we're, we promise. We need to be serious about keeping uh, that commitment that he's given to us there. We never know what the Lord uh, wants to do through us and how he wants to bless uh, others through us there, but we need to be serious about what he's calling us to do. Uh, there was a need for a prophet in Israel uh, during that time, uh, and God used that tender heart of Hannah, the willing heart of that young lady to accomplish his plan. Uh, so what does that mean for us today? God's looking for willing hearts right here at Liberty Baptist Tabernacle. Hearts that are willing to want to serve, willing to want to give, willing to want to go. Whatever it is that God's calling, whatever it is he's pricking your heart, uh, speaking to your heart about. Um, you know, he's looking for those will, the willingness there, a seriousness uh, to want to put feet to the faith and things that, that he's uh, asking you to do. He wants more souls to be saved right here in Rapid City. He wants uh, to, to work in and through each of us to reach other countries through, uh, through the press and, and printing uh, other, for other countries in different languages right here in the United States as well, uh, Faith Promise or um, uh, Home Missions, those kinds of things, guys that are starting new churches. That's how we get involved, and he wants us to do more uh, to, to get the gospel out there. You know, maybe God wants to use someone uh, here to go to the mission field. Uh, maybe give more of your time, your talents, your treasures, whatever it is. You know, I know Sam really likes computers, and uh, he's been really uh, uh, driven to want to get his degree in computers. But, you know, if he calls me up, says, Dad, I feel called to go to the mission field, I would say, praise the Lord. You know, because it's not about what, you know, the, the things that the world may find as success. The main thing is knowing what God wants you to do. And if he wants you to go to the mission field, if he calls you out of the military, if he calls you out of a profession or whatever it is and says, I want you to go, you need to go. You need to be faithful. You need to be serious about what he's calling you to do there. Maybe someone's been stirred uh, uh, and is uh, crying out to God and been sincere about wanting to yield to his purpose, but you've not taken that next step there. You know, folks, he's waiting for you to be serious. He's waiting for you to take that next step. Uh, if he's stirring you up and he's giving you a sincerity to want to serve him, um, but are you serious about it? He's waiting for you to take that step and, and be serious so he can bless others through you. Uh, drop down to uh, verses 24 through 28 of chapter 1 there. 24 through 28 says this, And when she had weaned him, she took him up with her with three bullocks and one ephah of flour and a bottle of wine and brought him unto the house of the Lord in Shiloh. And the child was young. Uh, and they slew a bullock and brought the child to Eli. Uh, and she said, O oh, my Lord, as thou so liveth, my Lord, I am the woman that stood by uh, thee here praying unto the Lord. For this child I prayed, and the Lord hath given me my petition, which I asked of him. So Hannah was serious about uh, paying her vow and giving back to God, wasn't she? You know, not only did she give what she promised, but she even gave a little bit more, didn't she? She gave a little bit more there. Uh, she gave Samuel, but she also gave bullocks and flour and wine. Uh, so it's okay to give back a little bit more to God, isn't it? Right? He's not going to say, nope, I just need, I just need what, I, what I asked you to give. Nope, it's good if we want to give more. That's okay. First uh, Samuel 2.21 says, And the Lord visited Hannah so that she conceived and bare three sons and two daughters. And the child Samuel grew before the Lord. So here we see the results of her faithfulness of giving back to the Lord. God poured out his blessings on a previously barren woman who once had no child. Uh, now she had five more. 
Not only that, but uh, God's purpose was fulfilled through Hannah, and Israel was furnished with a prophet, uh, the prophet Samuel there. So the application here is that many Christians and many churches need to have that burden about their barrenness, don't they? To have that burden about wanting to see souls saved, have that burden about wanting to reach others uh, with the gospel. And that's for that burden. That's what we need to have. Uh, not so we can say, look at us, look what we've done, but so God can be glorified uh, in, in building uh, his church. So when it comes time to make that commitment or that faith promise or whatever it is, you know, don't be afraid to step out in faith and then watch what the Lord can do uh, through what you may have thought was impossible. Uh, watch what the Lord can do uh, as you step out in faith, as you become serious about your, your giving and, and submitting to missions there. Uh, we obviously get to travel around quite a bit throughout the year. Uh, we're in churches that, uh, very large churches, very small churches, but some churches, uh, they have uh, missions budgets of $1 million. And that's just the missions budget, a $1 million. Uh, imagine that. How, how can they pay that, you say? Because people are being faithful to what they promised. And that's how those things uh, happen. Uh, it's, it doesn't just come in. I mean, people make that de determination as they speak to the Lord, and the Lord gives them the funds to, to provide. I mean, that, that's how it works. You know, over 25, 30 years ago, when, this, uh, when we stepped out here by faith, uh, there were uh, folks who were uh, stirred in their hearts. They were uh, sincere about wanting to get the, the print shop uh, up and running. Uh, and then they were serious about doing what needed to be done, right? Uh, and that's how the print shop uh, came to be. Because you had people that wanted to see God's word printed and sent out. Uh, and that they were, they were committed uh, to doing what needed to be done there. Many donated funds for drywall, electrical, plumbing, labor, whatever it was. Everyone selflessly gave something uh, and Lighthouse Baptist Press was born. So as a result of this faithfulness, uh, the Lord has blessed and allowed us to print. I think this year, it's, uh, it was 6 million copies uh, last year. I think we're over 6 million now. Uh, so, you know, over the last 25, 30 years that the print shop's been going there, uh, all through the faithfulness of people here, uh, people at other churches around the world, uh, just contributing to want to see God's word go forward, uh, being serious about what God's calling them to do. This wouldn't be possible if we didn't have that, uh, people being faithful to their promise. So to be faithful to your promise, you first need to be stirred in your heart about missions. Then you need to be sincere and get serious about what the Lord would have you to do. Uh, so that was kind of part one. Uh, let's go to part two now in the second uh, Corinthians uh, chapter eight. Second Corinthians chapter eight. Second example I want to look at here. Second Corinthians chapter eight, verses one through nine says this. Moreover, brethren, we do you to wit of the grace of God bestowed on the churches of Macedonia, uh, how that in a great trial of affliction, the abundance of their joy and their deep poverty abounded unto the riches of their liberality. Uh, for to their power I bear record, yea, and beyond their power, uh, they were willing of themselves, uh, praying us uh, uh, with much entreaty that we would receive the gift and take upon us the fellowship of the ministering of the saints." And this they did, not as we had hoped, but first gave uh, their own selves to the Lord and unto us by the will of God, uh, insomuch that we desired Titus, uh, that, he had, uh, that as he had begun, so uh, would also uh, finish uh, in you the same grace also. And verse 7, Therefore, as ye abound in everything, in faith and utterance and knowledge and in all diligence and in your love to us, see that ye abound in this grace also. I speak not by uh, commandment, but by occasion of the forwardness of others, and to prove the sincerity of your love. For ye know that the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that uh, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, uh, that ye through his poverty 
might be rich. So here we see the example of the Macedonian churches here and how they didn't have much to give at all. Uh, they didn't have much to give. Uh, but, uh, you know, one can say they were maybe they're at rock bottom. Uh, they were uh, kind of on their last dime, if you will. Uh, but yet, even, even so, uh, they didn't hold back in giving what they did have uh, to help meet the needs of other churches there, uh, uh, other believers in Jerusalem. The Macedonian church and their example of giving should make it clear that our stewardship should not depend on our circumstances. It's all by faith, right? It should be by faith, giving by faith, faith promise or however you want to think about it there. Um, you know, though they were willing or that they were in great affliction and deep poverty, they were still willing to give. So there needs to be a willingness there as well, a willingness uh, to give. Uh, to be faithful to your promise, you need to give with a willing heart. You know, everything we have is because of the grace of God and we shouldn't hold anything back because it's all his, right? It's all his anyway. But we need to be willing to distribute that which we do have uh, because he owns it all. And I, I think when I came back from Alaska, I mentioned that example there, the folks in Barrow, Alaska, how they just gave and gave and gave. What a blessing to see that. Uh, and they, they weren't rich people. They didn't have much at all. Uh, they gave out of their poverty. I saw that firsthand. It just encouraged my heart. Um, and then just again, uh, back in Missouri, just before we came back here at another missions conference, a little boy uh, picking up coins. That's, that's his thing now. It's a John Romans coin. If he finds it on the ground, that's 10 cents, 5 cents. It goes into the John Romans bucket uh, that they collect throughout the year. And I think Miss Sherry had to count all those coins uh, this week. Was it like $42 in coins or $47 in coins? So praise the Lord. That's 470 John Romans right there. You know, if you, if you apply the 10 cents per copy deal, uh, but they're being faithful. And then that's what we need to do too. We need to have a willingness and a faithfulness there. So when we think we don't have much more to give, God will show us that when we desire uh, to give with the right heart, with the right motive, he'll multiply what we do have for his glory. The Macedonians there were completely surrendered to giving all they could. uh, And they show us how uh, they gave out of their deep poverty, uh, but they also trusted God to provide. And he certainly did. I mentioned uh, maybe once before, I was at a missions conference in, in Colorado, and uh, I was kind of at that point where I was still active duty, and I needed to, to make a decision, and I just kind of left everything up to the Lord, left it all on the altar, said, Lord, I'm just, I know I can possibly get promoted and all those kinds of things, but I'm giving up to you. I don't, I don't have anything to offer. Uh, I've never gone to, to Bible college and those kinds of things, um, but Lord, I'm just, I'm willing to, to go where you call me to go, and just having that willing spirit, uh, that's what he used, uh, and he used that to, to to be part of the print shop here. So, you know, we just need to have that willingness. You, you may, you know, you don't need a Bible degree or, you know, whatever it is. I mean, God will, will qualify you if he calls you, those kinds of things. You just need that, that willing, uh, willing spirit. So it's when our hearts are truly stirred to give and that we start looking for opportunities to give what we do have instead of finding excuses why we can't give uh, what we don't have, right? Uh, for the Macedonian Christians, giving was not a chore to them, but it was a challenge to their faith. Uh, they gave out of their liberality. In other words, uh, there was no, uh, to use a, a political term nowadays, there was no quid pro quo, right, uh, to what they were giving there. They gave out of their liberality. Uh, they gave because they wanted to give. They'd expect nothing in return there. And that's the way it needs to be with us. Uh, we need to not look at supporting missions as a burden, but, uh, you know, saying, what can I get in return? But simply look at supporting missions as a blessing, uh, letting the Lord use you, work through you to reach the field, to reach your the local community, wherever it is uh, that he wants to, um, uh, to use us there. So a little further uh, down there in 2 Corinthians 9, 2 Corinthians 9 and verse 7, 
says this, every man according as he purpose in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loves a cheerful giver. I remember uh, it was probably a couple years ago, um, we came back from a trip and I got the mail, I was looking through the mail and uh, it was on a Wednesday night and uh, someone had given us a check for $5,000 for the print shop. So I mentioned that during prayer night and I was like, praise the Lord, we got $5,000 for the print shop. And I remember everyone's like, yeah, praise the Lord. But what I failed to mention that night too is I also got another envelope with another check and it was a check for $7. I didn't mention that because, you know, it wasn't a $7, okay. But if you think about it, the person, if they, the person that gave the $7, if they gave uh, out of their poverty, that $7 means more to the Lord than if someone that gave the 5000 gave out of their necessity. Uh, so just kind of a contrast there that I thought about. But, you know, God knows our hearts, and he knows what's in our bank accounts as well. Uh, and he, he wants a willing heart. He wants a sincere heart uh, to, to be able to, uh, to move his, his will forward there. Uh, we need to give willingly. Uh, Luke 6.38 says, Given it shall be given unto you, good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over shall men give unto their bosom. Uh, for with that same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured unto you again. Uh, so maybe uh, you have all of this down. Maybe you've kind of done this missions thing before, uh, and you kind of know the deal. You know what you got to do. Uh, you've been stirred. You've been sincere. You've been serious. You're willing. But you say, I just don't have the resources to give. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of tapped out right now. Uh, I can't really give to missions. Well, let me give you an example here. I know we have uh, lots of coffee drinkers. Coffee drinkers in here? Lots and lots of coffee drinkers. Boy, I'm going to be in trouble after this example now. But okay, so uh, let's, uh, let's take a, a cup of coffee, for example, at Starbucks. Um, where's Karen? There she is. <laughs> so so I, know, I, I know she's, uh, she's going to get me on this one. But okay, so public math, a 16-ounce Starbucks, for example, a Frappuccino, Frappe, whatever, is roughly $5 just for public math purposes. I think that's about right. So, no, I got to go five because I didn't do six on the math here. So... <laughs> So we'll say five. We'll say maybe last year it was $5, okay? <laughs> so if, if you treated yourself to one of these coffees each week, $5 a week, that would equal 260 bucks a year. So some of you may go more, uh, more than once or a couple times a, day, a week, uh, but we won't call you out for that. Uh, but uh, we'll just use the example of one time uh, per week there. So if you give up one drink a week, those funds could be saved and they can go to missions. So 260 bucks a year. So you say, well, well, what's the big deal on that? Well, let's see how we can apply this to our print shop. So just one less coffee per week for one year would allow us to be able to print over 2,600 copies of John Romans uh, at um, 10, cents, 10 cents a copy. So start putting that in perspective there, right? <clears throat> so now you say, well, 260 bucks really isn't that much. Uh, but, you know, these funds can be combined with other funds and maybe buy a roll of paper. A roll of paper is about 900 bucks. Uh, so when you start looking at that, a roll of paper can print twelve to 15,000 booklets or so, right, Brett, around that-ish. So roughly twelve to 15,000 booklets, and that could be sent to a missionary or a church planner uh, around the world there. So let's take this a step further. Uh, because of housing situations in certain uh, countries around the world, that many generations of families live together, uh, maybe five or six uh, uh, folks living in, a, living in a house together there. Uh, so when you do that math, uh, one less coffee per week will save 260 bucks per year, which if given, uh, uh, which if, uh, given to the print shop can print over 2,000 copies of John Romans. Now multiply that times the five or so folks per household on the field, and you're talking about close to 10,000 people having an opportunity to be reached with the gospel, all because you're giving up one latte or one frappuccino or whatever it is uh, you know, per week. You know, so the money's out there. 
Now, it's absolutely out there, uh, but the, uh, the problem is that it's in our pockets, right? You've heard that before. Uh, so, you know, we just need to ask the Lord to help us find it there. You know, maybe it's not coffee. Maybe it's something else. Maybe that, uh, do you really need a 250-channel satellite dish uh, to, uh, to watch? I mean, do you really watch 250 channels, <laughs> right? I mean, come on. I mean, there's different things that you can think of creatively to do I really need that expense or whatever and, one, and give it to missions, you know, and, and just see how that all kind of comes together there. Consider giving those funds to missions and expect to be blessed. So um, uh, Malachi 3.10 says, bring, all ye, uh, uh, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that, uh, that they may be meat in my house and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing uh, that there shall not be room enough uh, to receive it. So the promise to us is that if we bring our tithes and offerings into the storehouse and give by faith, uh, God will open up the windows of heaven and pour out his blessings to us. All right, given it shall be given. Uh, we need to purpose in our hearts to give. And then as we get, uh, we need to ask the Lord, where should it go? Uh, and we were at a church planners conference a couple years ago and a stranger walked up to us and uh, walked up to me uh, and uh, gave me uh, 60 bucks. I'm like, hey, that's cool. That's fuel money. That's awesome. Uh, you know, when you're, we're out on the road, we're always looking for fuel money. Uh, so, um, but we were at a church planners conference and Lisa said, uh, well, you know, we're at this church planners conference. They probably need it more than we do. I'm like, oh, great. You know, <laughs> how are we going <laughs> to, women, you know? <laughs> so I'm like, okay. So Sam, uh, Sam was with us. We each got 20 bucks. We gave it to a church planner. And uh, so we were good. We were feeling real spiritual, you know. So that was, that was good. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, we, we did it. We, we did it, and we did what the Lord uh, really wanted us to do with it. And didn't think any, anything of it. And uh, at the end of that conference, someone uh, came up to me, stuck his hand in my pocket, and said, the Lord bless me. I want to bless you. And he gave me $100. Uh, so, so not only was uh, three other missionaries blessed, but we had fuel money, uh, uh, you know, to boot. And, uh, you know, God is just good that way. Uh, he knows what we need, and and he'll provide for us there. Uh, giving faithfully not only uh, blesses missions and missionaries, but uh, uh, faithful giving also brings personal blessings as well. Uh, I mentioned uh, uh, last Sunday when I gave an update, uh, we've gone for five years now, we've driven probably over 150,000 or so miles, had not had one flat tire, had not had one issue with the, with the vehicle or truck or RV really that, that impacted. Uh, we made every single meeting that, that, we, uh, that were scheduled. And, uh, you know, the Lord just has a way of doing that. Things stretch a little further. Tires go a little longer. Uh, you know, those kinds of things. We just need to be faithful, faithful to what he's calling us to do, being faithful to our promise, uh, not only to, to give with a willing heart, not only give with a faithful heart, uh, but finally, everybody likes those words, right? Finally, uh, finally, we need to give with an expectant heart, right? Expecting heart. We sent 350,000 John Romans to, to the Philippines. It's on its way. I'm expecting people to get saved from that, right? I mean, I'm not, it's not asking for too much there. Second uh, Corinthians 9, 6 says this, uh, but this I say, which he, uh, he which soweth sparingly shall uh, reap also sparingly, and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Now, don't set your sights too low. Uh, you know, set your sights high. I mean, the Lord wants to bless exceedingly abundantly above. We need to let him do that. Uh, we need to let him do that. You know, he can take that $5 a month or whatever uh, the Lord puts on your heart to give, and he can multiply that in ways that you never thought possible. Uh, but you need to give willingly. You need to give faithfully. You need to give expectantly, you know, those kinds of things. 
But uh, you don't want to say, okay, Lord, I'll give you that $5, but uh, then expect him to triple, uh, triple the bank account there and say, okay, Lord, uh, you know, I'm, I'm expecting you to triple this uh, here in the next couple days. You know, he's, you know, that's just not the way we do things, right? We want to just live by faith and just say, okay, Lord, it's yours. Do with it what you will. And you just give it uh, willingly there. He wants to bless missionaries and he wants to bless you. Uh, so we need to give expecting a blessing. We got serious about tithes and, and, uh, and supporting missions way back in 97, 20-some years ago now. And, um, you know, it was tough at first, but, uh, you know, the Lord uh, really brought us through that. And uh, we grew closer to the Lord during those times. We got out of debt during those times, all those things, you know. And we make that commitment uh, to be faithful to, to supporting missions and to doing what God wants us to do in God's way. Uh, he'll, he'll bless us uh, abundantly there. 1 Timothy 6, 17 through 19 says, Charge them that are rich in this world, uh, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, uh, that, uh, that they do good, uh, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store uh, for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may uh, lay hold uh, on eternal life. So let me ask you the question here tonight. Are you ready to distribute? Are you ready to distribute and give what the Lord uh, has put on your heart to give? Uh, are you uh, uh, ready to go if he's calling you to go to the mission field? Uh, are you willing to, to forsake all and follow him? You need to be thinking about those things. Thousands of souls can be reached through you when you support missions and give what the Lord lays on your heart to give. Uh, it's not just money, folks. Uh, you know, it's easy to just kind of give money, right? Uh, but it's your time. It's your talents, it's your treasures, all those things go into the missions and supporting missions. So be in prayer um, with what he wants you to do, what he wants you to give uh, as we come close to that here at the end of the year. So we praise the Lord for the willingness and faithfulness uh, of our print shop workers. As I mentioned, each week you guys are out there, and thank you so much for that. Thank you for your prayers and, and all those things. The thousands of booklets uh, that were assembled uh, here in Rapid City and other Seedline churches uh, uh, that we have in Custer and Sioux Falls and Mitchell and Toma. But, you know, we do this not just because we want to do it, not just for the fellowship, though it's good, it's good fellowship, but we do it expecting a blessing. We do it expecting God to, to do things, to work uh, in and through the, uh, the lives of those that get that booklet, that get the gospel. Uh, but it's not possible unless we do our part and what he's calling us to do there. Not everyone will accept Christ out there, but at least uh, we can do our part and give them an opportunity and expect that the Lord uh, will use uh, what we do and multiply it for his glory. So in closing, I just pray that uh, your heart will be stirred, will be sincere, will be serious as you consider what the Lord would have you to do for missions this year. And, and then as you give, give willingly, uh, give faithfully, and give expectantly, and see what the Lord can do through you. Uh, and as you uh, move forward in the, the faith promise uh, giving at the end of the year. So uh, thank you for your attention this evening, Pastor. I don't know if you want to close out tonight.